It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how you doing today, sir? Good. We uh, just got through the first game, and man, I mean, you could not have asked for a more exciting game. No matter how you feel about uh, uh, the results, or, or, no matter who you're rooting for, and really, even if you're a neutral fan, this was an incredible first game for the for the NFL in this season. So uh, I'm certainly excited to talk about it. Yeah, so the Cowboys uh, fell to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-29 in a back-and-forth game. I believe the Cowboys only led, was it once in this game? That sounds once. right, yeah. Yeah, so it was something weird like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just start. What, what was your biggest takeaway from this game? I mean, look, I, I, this is, this is going to be maybe controversial, but I thought it was a fantastic game for the Cowboys. I mean, the fact that they lost by two points to the – uh, defending Super Bowl champions that are bringing—I mean, all the reasons that we talked about them probably losing this game are still stand. And the Cowboys went in there uh, the night that they're hanging their banner in Tampa Bay, and they went toe to toe with the champs for you know the, almost the entire game, and and to lose in such a fashion that I mean, ultimately, if you talk about it, if Connor Williams doesn't get that holding call, they probably get a better opportunity to go for it on fourth down they probably have a better chance to, to actually score a touchdown there at the end of, as opposed to kicking a field goal and giving Tom that much more of a chance. Right. So, yeah, um, I, I, I could not be more excited about where this team is going this year. I think that Dak has shown us exactly the kind of player he is and exactly the kind of offense this, this can be. Um, and I think the defense played the way that we had hoped. They gave up a lot of yards. They gave up a lot of points. There's no way around that. But they took the ball away. They gave the offense opportunities. Um, I was really thrilled with the way the game turned out, despite the fact that we lost. I have a lot of th- thoughts. Um, do we <laughs> do we want to start with the good? Yeah, I mean, what, what's your let's let's start with the ten thousand foot view and, and tell me what you thought overall with the game, and then we'll kind of dig into the individual. Components. The, the offense is going to be really good this year. Uh, it, honestly, you know what my biggest takeaway is? 
I love that Kellen Moore is just like, you know what? We're not running the ball in this game. Well, let's just, it's, there's no point. We know that before under Jason Garrett, this team would have never operated under this way, right? We, we never, I mean, we've never would have seen a game where they come out throwing, was it 35 passes in the first half? They just wouldn't have done that, right? Yeah, absolutely. They threw 58 passes in this game. Like they would have tried to stay 50 50 to grind out the clock. And I love that Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore you know, were like, you know what? We're not doing that. We're, we're going to go win this game the way that we can win games by throwing the ball, uh, by just getting it rid of it quick, not having Dak take a lot of sacks. I thought the game plan was really, really good on both sides of the ball. So I, I think I think that's the most encouraging thing. But, man, a lot of the same errors that we saw last year early on in the season with Dak and then after Dak are still showing up. And that's what has me a little bit concerned still about this team. Like, Landon, the special teams for the Cowboys are awful. Again, Once again, like, I'm not even just talking about the kicking, like the three missed kicks or whatever. But special teams, penalties, and delay of games, and uh, you know, long returns, those are all things that just have me worried. Like, good teams don't make those kind of mistakes. That's what I'll, that's what I'll say. Yeah, it's pretty early in the season to be worried about special teams at this point. But me. the thing is, it just hasn't <laughs> got any better, though. That's that's my concern, right? Well, it just, I mean, it's it looks like, one, though. You know, the yeah, I, I agree. Had... It's just a continuation of what we saw last year. I, I'm just and, I'm frustrated, I would say. Yeah, I just – I have a hard time. I think okay. that's – it's a little early to get there. I, I, okay. I just think that, you know, like it's it's week one. And, I, I'm, and man, that to me is part of the reason that I'm so excited about this is because – you know, look, these guys are just started working together. Whereas the Bucks have, you know, they brought all this continuity back to the team, and 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 you know, the Cowboys were still managed to, to keep up. I, I think the thing that, that to me that like stands out is that, you know, we talked about it right before the game or the, the, the before the game. This was a team that is supposed to be building towards playing in a championship this year. The yes. Cowboys, uh, yes. the, the Buccaneers are trying to hold on with, to what they've got, the championship formula, right? So the yep. fact that the Cowboys are playing toe to toe with the Bucks at this point is, is impressive. Uh, I, I think special teams, defense, they still have to work themselves into shape. Those are still new units. I mean, those completely populated by different people now. I mean, outside of you know the the kind of stalwarts that you know about, but uh, I, I think that a lot of the things that have me concerned about this team, I think. Uh, I have room for improvement and, and, and I think will actually improve as the season goes on. Cause we could talk about some of the things that were not good on defense with coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there are certain things that, that Anthony Brown is going to be a problem. You know, if, if, if that's continues to be an issue, they either need Kelvin Joseph to come back and get, get well soon and go out there, or they need to consider doing something this week to see if they can get somebody in here to, to be that at the corner. I, I just don't know what you do though. Right. Because Pretty clearly, the answer is not Jordan Lewis on the outside, right? I don't think it's no. Maurice Kennedy either. And I really don't think they want to play Nation right in big spots like this yet. It, he, right would have been a terrible matchup for Antonio Brown. But at the same time, I was telling the people that I was listening to the game with, this is why Tampa Bay is the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Antonio Brown might be the third best receiver on this team, and they can isolate him one-on-one with your worst corner and get big plays. And it's so hard for them to stop – it's really, it's just like Dallas, right? That's why Dallas had a lot of success on the other side of the ball. So overall, I'm not too discouraged with their defense. When you get four turnovers, they were playing no. hard. Yeah, it's, it's just a lack of pass rush. That's still a bit of concern. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I mean, I think they were, look, you're just not going to, 
Tom Brady doesn't get sacked. You know, like that's just like kind of his thing. He, he yep. doesn't he doesn't take sacks. The, the Cowboys were getting to him. The Cowboys were affecting him uh, throwing the football. Uh, so I, I, I am excited there, but, but I think, yeah, I mean, he gets rid of the ball so quick that the only opportunity to get sacks against him is in the middle of the, is in the middle of your defensive line and, and, and quick pressure in his face. And, uh, you know, the only way the Cowboys were going to generate that with this, with this defensive line right now was through blitzing Parsons and, and kind of freeing some people up. And, and that's actually what happened. And you yeah. saw that that's yeah. how, uh, Osa got that initial pressure early on to cause that first, uh, three and out. Um, you know, is, is Parsons freeing him up. And so I, I just think that you see potential here and you know that you've got a couple of the guys that you're hoping can kind of develop in the pass rush area, uh, interior and Gallimore once he gets back and then Joseph once he gets back uh, and you hope that that kind of help improves those positions as the season goes along. And again, Gallimore is the big one. You got two more weeks, at least until he comes back. Uh, we'll see how how he helps the defense. Um, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. Uh, you guys know about Built Bar. It's the absolute best tasting protein bar in the world. Uh, the flavor is incredible. It's low sugar. It's high protein. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next box. That is BuiltBar.com. Hey, guys. It's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes – It's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, Lena, let's talk about Dak. Um, <laughs> he was 42 of 58 for 403 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. His interception came on a ball that was hit C.D. Lamb in both hands. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying Dak, Dark, Dak's arm looks cooked. It looks like he's got no uh, what arm strength. I mean, this is from like reputable people that believe that Dak's not healthy at all. And he go, goes out there and shreds Tampa Bay. How did you think Dak looked? I thought he looked incredible. I mean, I thought, you know, he <laughs> even the commentators in the game were like, this guy's been off for 11 months. Like, this is what we've been talking about this whole time is that all that talk. Think about how many hours were wasted by all those prognosticators about Dak and his not being ready. And I'm concerned about Dak. And I mean, he put that to bed so early in this game and then just continued to put it to bed and then put the bed to bed. Like, I mean, it was just so ridiculous how he kept on answering the bell. He'd get hit. He'd get up, make another play. He'd run for first uh, run for first downs. I mean, just, uh, you know, look, there's, does he look all the way back to me uh, physically? 
not quite. I think he could still get a little bit more uh, quick. He's, he's still not quite the runner that he was. Uh, I, I kind of think he's a little year. heavy right now. And not to say he's fat, but I think he's probably somebody who couldn't do a lot of running and conditioning this offseason, right? You starting this again? You gonna you gonna start no, this no, up I, again? I don't know. I, <laughs> are are, are I we just waiting for John Machota to get like a, a bad angle? No, no, no. Of, it's not that. I just of, think I, I don't think he's nearly as quick as he was last year, and there's good reason for that. I don't, I'm not concerned. I think I think he's gonna get quicker as the season goes on. I just I think that's the one thing I did notice a little bit. I don't disagree. I I, okay. I, I play, have a little bit of fun there. Okay. I, I, and, and look, I think. You know, he's been focusing on throwing clearly, and that's that's you know where he was really really shined. Uh, he was getting this team in good position like all throughout the game, and uh, you know I think the one thing that I, I I really the only thing I can say was a mark against him is I'm pretty sure that he was the one who uh, called or or killed to that run play on third and um, three on the third and three. Uh, so you know, but outside of that, like he was basically uh, flawless. I mean, I mean, not. I mean, it's really hard to kind of put it into words. Like he went up against what was a top five defense, the Super Bowl winning defense, his his first time back, and he threw for four hundred and three yards. He, you know, he, he was almost seven yards an attempt against a, a defense that was incredibly good last year, and 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 you know only and and. and to give credit to the offensive line too. He only got sacked once. There was pressure, and he was, you know, he was Vita definitely Vea, having man. to avoid. But I mean, Vita Vea is Vita Vea. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I the know, fact that we only heard his name really once is and 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 for all the talk about Indomitian Sue, like he didn't do anything except get a, a huge penalty, you know? Yeah. So uh, I, I thought that the Cowboys uh offense really, really played well uh and really, really, you know, stepped up. And the defense, you know, is what we expected, or at least what I expected, an improvement on last year with a bunch of young guys who I think are going to get better as the season goes on. Uh, let's talk about the running game. Ezekiel Elliott, 11 carries for 33 yards. Tony Pollard, three carries for 14 yards, just 60 total rushing yards for Dallas. Uh, what did you think about the running backs? I mean, it was just – it wasn't what they were doing that week, that tonight. It was It just wasn't about running the football. And, and so – you know they didn't. Their numbers don't look good, and you know all, all the people that I saw on Twitter complaining about you know how much Dak is making per touch were all the same people that were complaining that Dak was running the ball too much. So uh, I, I think you know the Cowboys have finally kind of listened to some of us, and they're not basing their play calling or their assignments or their play time based solely on their investment. You know, right. Jalen Smith was not out there for the entire for all those snaps. Uh, despite everyone suggesting that they would never do that, that they'd always play their their money guys, the Cowboys are making the right football decisions, and it's showing up. And that's why they were able to play the game the way they did tonight is because, like you said, they weren't trying to bang their their head against the wall running the football against Vita Vey and these guys. They wore them out in the past game, and then later on in the in the fourth quarter, uh, they were able to continue to kind of have their way with the defense because they were exhausted. That one big play, I believe it was third and goal from like the two yard line on the pitch. Should Zeke have scored on that play? I mean, I I think I think it's a tough. It was a tough cut. I, I it's it's not as simple as a one on one. You know, it's easy to say he should beat a guy one on one, but he's trying to get wide while the guy's got an angle on him and coming down. It's down. really Jarwin's fault, right? And I yeah, saw oh, people, without a doubt. I, yeah, and I saw people saying that's bad coaching by Dallas because 
they're putting Blake Jarwin in a situation where he has to block somebody. He's a tight end. He's a tight end, and he's done that before. He just has to get in the way. Like he just went. Yeah, right. We're not asking him to bury anybody. And I he's, and I think people 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 go too far with this stuff. Like not being a good blocker means he's not burying anybody. But I mean, he can get in the way of the guy. He just didn't do it. And and, and, I'm, and I'm by I'm, I'm saying he is able to do that. And he did, and right. he and he just didn't do it on that play. It just didn't happen. So it was a four point play in a in a what a two uh, two uh, two point game. A four point play is pretty pretty big, Landon. That was a that was a costly one. Uh, just really quickly, the the wide receivers: Amari Cooper, <laughs> thirteen catches for one hundred and thirty nine yards and two touchdowns on sixteen targets. You remember when people were worried that he wouldn't be ready for Week One? Yeah. Dak's not going to be ready for week one. Cooper's not going to be ready. Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence is not going to be ready for week one. Who were the best players in the field? All the same guys that we knew yeah, that were going to be was the best players in the field. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, seven catches for 104 yards and one touchdown. I actually think it was a bad night for CeeDee. Like the stats are yeah. good. He did not yeah. play his best football. I mean, seven seven catches on 15 targets is not great. You well, know? Three I mean, drops, and, right? Yeah, three drops, including one that was – I mean, did, are they calling the interception a drop on CD Lamb too? I, I'm calling it a drop. I am too. If it wasn't, it wasn't counting. It hits one of those both three hands. It's a, it was a dime by Dak Prescott. And, and and I think he turned his hands the wrong way. He needed to. Yep. He needed yeah. to put his palms. Out, catch, right? I mean, yes, he was going to absorb some contact, but that's, that's what the right receiver position is. Like that was a. He just got to catch that ball. So, uh, the. the the thing that I'm most nervous about coming out of this game is Michael Gallup. Right, he has an ankle injury. He. It didn't look like he was close to coming back on the field. We're going to have to observe that. But I don't believe there was any other injuries, I don't think, Landon, right? Because he came out for a little bit with an eye thing, but it was just because he got stabbed in the eye by a figure. Yeah, Antonio Brown. Gallup, Gallup was on the sideline, like, you know, in yeah. pads. Like, so I, I don't – you're right. I mean, he probably couldn't finish the game, but I don't I don't know that it was that serious. Like, if, if, if he had an ankle injury and it was serious, they, they probably would have taken him in the back or he would have been in a boot or something. All right. Uh, let's talk about the defense. So the – the defense, uh, the run defense was good. They only gave up 52 yes. yards to the ground. Uh, Tom Brady, 32 of 50 for 379 yards, four touchdowns and two interceptions, although one of those was on a Hail Mary. Uh, they forced a fumble. Actually, they forced two fumbles. How did you think the defense played overall? I, I think, you know, if we're comparing them to the league, uh, they played probably average, maybe a little bit above or below average. I think if you're comparing them to what we are expecting from based on last year, I thought they played incredible. I mean, this is what you had hoped you were going to get, right? Like, because yep. Tampa is absolutely the worst. I mean, outside of Kansas City, maybe Tampa is absolutely the worst matchup for any defense. Well, yeah, they've got and all all they, eleven returning starters. They've got weapons all over the field. I mean, it's just a terrible matchup for Dallas. And so for 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 them to kind of come out with what they did, look, they gave up a lot of yards and a lot of points, but like I said. They took the ball away. They gave they gave the ball. They gave their team a ton of opportunity to win this game. Um, and I thought that you know, despite being kind of still working themselves out and, and figuring out exactly what they're doing on defense, they had a good game plan. They they made Tampa. They made Tom un- uncomfortable at times. I mean, we were talking about hoping to get two stops a half, if, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and and they got that in spades in each half. So. Uh, I think they only allow. How many points did they allow in the second half? Like fourteen or something like that. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Ten points in the second half. That's pretty great, man. Like that's you know, it's 31 points. I get it, but it's 31 points to a team that scored 30 points on almost everybody down the stretch uh, that they faced. So 
you know, that's that's kind of cl- as close as you're going to get to an NFL average defense, which is that's the bar. That's the high bar at this point for the Cowboys. Let's see if they can get to average and then creep their way up from there as the season goes on. I I saw a lot of encouraging things uh, from this from this defense, um, but it's only just the start. You know, we've got a ways to go and they've got a lot of young players who I think can improve on their performances that we saw. That cornerback position still has me really worried. I just there's nobody out there for them to really grab. Anthony Brown seems like he's going to be the only option. Just seems like he's lost all confidence, Landon. And I don't know what they do. I, I don't know what move they have. So it's going to be something. I just don't know. Good. I just don't know if it's going to be so bad every week. You know, like I don't know that he's. I mean, a lot of the problem is again who they were facing. An incredible wide receiver. I mean, Anthony Antonio Brown looks like he's the old Antonio Brown. You know, yeah, so yeah. I don't, I'm not going to. You know, Brown's going to have to face uh, – our Brown is going to have to face other guys like that, obviously, because this is the NFL. Um, but I'm – I'm, you know, my my hope here is that it's just not going to be as bad as, as it was this week. Over the course of the season. For, yeah. for, for his matchups, you know. So uh, – and, and until, until Joseph can get up to a, a par enough to, to kind of take that job over. Uh, all right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, baseball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. We're going to talk about the officiating in just a second. But in general, Landon, I would say that you're encouraged by what you saw on Thursday night, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, you know, on the list of possible outcomes for this game, losing was on a, the vast majority of them, obviously. But the, losing the way they did, I thought was, you know, impressive considering who they are and where they are, their team development, and where Tampa is in their team development. Yes. Um, I would say I'm encouraged. It's tough to lose the first game of the season, especially when you've got the Chargers next week on the road. But I do think the Cowboys played a pretty good game. It's kind of what we talked about over the last couple of days. Just play well, keep it competitive, stay relatively healthy, and I think that'll be a good sign. Um, can we talk about this pass interference call? Actually, the non-pass interference call. Lynn, how much does it suck to lose back-to-back week one games on a bogus offensive pass interference call last year and then not getting one this year? It's awful. Yeah, it's pretty awful. I mean, I, I, the fact that like you know is <laughs> the best part was like when they were showing the replay and the slow mo, and and Collins goes, "Is there a push off there?" 
and you see not only the first hand push off, but then that second hand creeps in and really pushes off. And you're just like, uh, you know, they're not going to call it on Tom Brady. Do you realize it's- that would have basically been the game? Because that's a 10-yard penalty and a 10-second runoff, which they didn't uh, They didn't have another timeout. So they would have been uh, – I'm pulling this up right now. They would have been at the um, – they would have been at midfield with 14 seconds left and no timeouts. Uh- Honestly, I don't think that would have been the end of the game. I think the end of the game would have been the uh, intentional grounding that that happened the play before that they didn't call for some yeah, reason. What happened that would have been one? A, that would have been a loss of down and the ten second runoff. Uh, that was I, another one I didn't get. It, it was I don't so understand clear. it. I mean, it's very clear there was no one in the area. He was still inside the pocket. I don't understand how that's not intentional grounding. And, and again, I, I I understand not calling one. And I'm not going to like, you know, I, I'm let it play guy as well. But when there's back to back penalties that are like egregious, like, come on, man. And I know it happened all game and I'm not like, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to say that was the game, but it, I hate to see that kind of thing. Dallas didn't lose this game because of a non-call. It's just so frustrating mm-hmm. that they've been on the short end of the stick in back to back years in this game, right? Like nationally televised, you know, NBC game. They don't get either call. And that's what's so incredibly frustrating. It's just <sighs> it was you that that has been keeping track of those uh you know opinion calls and the Cowboys, right? Like it was yeah. and the Cowboys are by far the worst team as far as getting the the bad the bad shake of the stick on that. They just they don't get those breaks. And and Tom Brady gets those breaks all the time. So you know, they could they, look, it's as any football guy will tell you, you can't put you can't rely on the refs you can't put no. it in the refs hands to, to help you win the game you got to find a way to win it without it so i'm not going to try to like go that route but i will say that it's just frustrating it's just it's i'm, and I'm tired of it honestly. i'm i'm very tired right. any other thoughts on this game before we head out i know we've got a a weekend full of watching film i heard a little birdie tell me that the all 22 might be back this week Landon. oh that would be so nice i hope I, your birdie is correct um, um any other thoughts on this game yeah, I'm, I mean, look, I, I know that I know what, a lot of people are going to hate this, but I am excited. Like, this is as happy as I've as I. Oh, yeah, the Levante David penalty. That's a good one too. Someone mentioned in the chats that yeah, that that yeah. Someone said that that was because he was he wasn't taunting. I think it was sure. Mike Pereira. Mike Pereira can go to hell. As far as I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he can. Frankly, I'm so sick of Mike Pereira. Uh, anybody, anything else about this game? I'll tell you. Look, I, I like I said, I'm encouraged by this team. I, you know, we went into this game and 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 thought that this was going to be, you know, a, a, a really bad game for the Cowboys, uh, and and we did win, and that's that. There's absolutely no moral victories there, but if you're taking the long view of what the Cowboys have go, got going for 17 weeks, uh, I think I, I feel good about the trajectory of where this team is. Um, and I, and I feel like a lot of my, a lot of my priors were confirmed, you know, in this game and, and in a good way. So, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that the team is on, is on a good track to really do something this year. And, and I'm really, I was really, I I was just really glad to see Dak Prescott play football again, honestly. I I was too. Now I will say we kind of had a feeling that the Cowboys were going to lose this game. They were eight and a half, nine and a half point underdogs. I think it's what the line finished at. Which is ridiculous. Which man. is ridiculous. I still get over that. Yeah. Does next week feel like a must win, Landon? No. It's 17 games still. 
You know, yeah. it's like, I mean, yes, they, they should, they, they need to try to win, of course, but uh, it's a non-conference game. You know, it's, I, I mean, they need to go in and, and try their best, but I, I don't really believe in must win games at this yeah. early in the season. And, and the Owen, the Owen three thing is, you know, kind of the actual line of demarcation for concern. And I don't even know if that applies anymore with 17 game schedules. Yeah. So okay. uh, it'll be, it, it'll be a little bit while before I'm, I'm starting to worry about this team, I think. Okay. Uh, one more thing I was going to ask you about. So, did you agree with the decision for Mike Marthy, Mike McCarthy to kick the field goal to go up by one late in the game? The last time? The, the last, last kick? Yes, yes, the, the go-ahead yes, field goal. I did uh, because, because of the penalty. Because they had so – uh, I think if, it was fourth and five, right? Yeah. If, if I, I had felt like if they had got, not gotten the penalty before and they were able to get closer – uh, and it was a, f- a closer fourth and like one or something like that. I would have gone for it, um, but I think y- you started to see the offensive line start to give way a little bit, you know. And and I think uh, you know Williams, they were Vita Vey was starting to starting to eat a little bit in the middle. I think that they were trying to get the points while they could to try to win the game. They you know look. They they knew the odds that of, of giving Tam, of giving Tom Brady the ball back that mm-hmm. late in the game, but at the same time, like they had they had to get points in order to win the game. Right. So the only the only chance they had to win the game was to get some points. See, I think uh, I just would have win for it. We've seen this happen so many times at the house against big quarterbacks over the last couple of years. And I said that at the time. I, I think kicking the field goal is a bad idea against Brady in this offense, right? Because it's Tom Brady and they've got all these weapons and Dallas. You know, really hadn't stopped them from moving the ball all game. Now they got a couple turnovers, but it's just too easy to get in field goal range with a minute and a half in timeouts anymore. It's just, I and think again, rather, they needed they needed two penalties to do it. So, I just, <laughs> I, I just would rather have the ball in Dak Prescott's hand. That's you, can, you know yeah. what I mean. Like I'd rather ride with Prescott. Hey, if you get if you get the first down, you're probably running the clock down and you're kicking the game winning field goal. I or. or you're you've got a minute and a half and I think three timeouts at that point. I I, I think that one's more 50-50 to me than the one where they kicked the field goal that uh that first one that that uh Greg missed. Because to me that was like it was like I think it was like fourth and two or something like that, and they yeah. were closer. And I was like, you I mean, there's go for it. You need to you need to beat this. This is the, the Super Bowl champs, you need to sense the urgency. You need to go for it there. To me, at the end of the game where they had to get points in order to be <laughs> eligible to win the game, uh, I understood why they took – I felt like that was a more 50-50 choice okay. than, than not going for the other, earlier fourth down. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. I guess we'll be back on Monday, Landon. I'm hoping the All-22 film comes out, that we can go me over too. it and talk about some of the bigger winners and losers from the game. Uh, we'll have a whole Sunday worth of action that I'm sur- sure we'll touch on. Uh, we are Charger fans this week, by the way. Just letting you you know that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, uh, it's, it's weird. Just for these three days. Just, yeah, just, just, just for, for these three tonight, days. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and that's it. Then we're turning back into uh, then Charger we're back haters. Into later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, make sure you follow the show on Twitter, uh, at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we'll see you guys next time. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.